So what's really interesting about this stream is that we're going to talk about uh, traveling, airline traveling and safety with your dog. We're gonna give you some tips. We are going to talk about you know some of the best practices and Kale literally just got off the phone booking a flight. We were really panicked. You'll be able to sense my frustration with the whole idea of traveling yeah, with dogs. There was, but... there was some real like, there was a sense of panic that she was on the phone trying to get the dogs booked in and make sure everything was safe uh, just before she walked down here for the stream. So it was a pretty exciting start to things but uh, today that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about you know in, in recent weeks there's been some real tragedies involving uh, airlines and dogs and we're going to talk to you about you know how how do you make the trip uh, as comfortable as you can for your dog as well as how uh, you can make it so that you're a little bit more comfortable while you're traveling with them I'm Ken Steep I'm Cal McCann welcome back to McCann Dogs So I, we're not kidding when we say Kale just got off the phone, uh, you know, with, uh, was it Air Transat? Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether she's dealt with them before, but mm -hmm. a question we have for you guys today is, have you had an experience with your dog that was like exceptionally tough or, you know, that you, you thought to yourself, you know, if I'm going to fly with my dog, uh, I'm not going to use that airline again. Or have you had an experience with your dog uh, when you're traveling that you thought, these guys are great, you know, I am definitely gonna choose this airline because we'd love to hear about it. <clears throat> and let us know in the chat, you know, this is really a, a conversation and uh, we'd really like for you to share that experience with our community because, you know, the, the more people that can have input in these kinds of things, the more people are aware of them. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Kale, like if you've had experiences with... Yeah, um, I've flown with a number of different airlines. Um, sometimes it just depends on... My, my most important thing when I'm flying dogs from point A to point B in, in, unfortunately, my life is that I usually fly from Canada to Europe in some... So it's a big, big flight. You know, Canada to Canada isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Most of the time going to the States isn't that big of a deal either. But I, because I travel overseas, sometimes one to three times four times a year um it's a little bit <laughs> a little bit more um i've had exceptional luck with uh westjet they are my f absolute favorite airline to fly with they take um they go above and beyond basically yeah. Yeah. um my favorite thing is that they attach a thing to the top of their crate and then um they pull that off the top of the crate and they literally walk it to your seat, yeah. hand it to you and say, you know, Funky's on the plane. She's doing well. And, oh, you just like have this like sigh of relief. It's it's so much better. Um, I've had good luck with Lufthansa in the past going overseas. They've been really great. Um, KLM has been pretty good, although I have had a couple not so good things with them. Um, I have had good and bad things happen with Air Canada as well. I hate to speak poorly about an airline that's from our country. <laughs> um, and I was hoping to book with, so I'm flying to the Netherlands in May for um, the Agility World Championships. And I'm flying um, with Funky Monkey, my 10-year-old uh, mixed breed. And I'm also flying along with uh, my best friend and, and co-instructor, Jamie Moreau, and her dog, since both of us uh, made the team this year, which is fabulous. Yeah, we really get to exciting. travel together for sure and our dogs get to travel together which is great um but unfortunately air canada didn't have any direct flight so when i was on the phone this morning i've been on the phone for about i don't know two almost 
two and a half hours uh, before coming here. Uh, I was basically, my, my biggest goal was to get a direct flight. So we ended up having to go to Air Transat. I've never flown dogs with them before. So I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive about the whole thing, but they had good customer service on the phone. Yeah. Um, I was able to pay for everything up front. Uh, they took my information. Um, but what uh, tip I can give you is, uh, you know, in a few weeks, I'm going to call them again and I'm going to have them confirm. And in a few weeks after that, I'm going to call them again and I'm going to confirm. And then a few weeks after that, I'm going to call again because um, I have not done that in the past when I was less experienced. And I've uh, actually been in a situation where I've called, you know, a day or two before just to check and they were like, nope we don't have your dogs on the flight. I don't have any record here. And I basically had to change my whole flights around. I was going to a world championship. It's not like I could just book it for another time. Yeah. It was really stressful. So um, you got to cross all your T's and dot all the I's. Is that the right Yes, thing? you got it. Yeah. I'm not so good Gail's with things. notorious for like switching up saying. So she nailed <laughs> uh, that one. Yeah, perfect. It wasn't a very hard one. So <laughs> <All right. laughs> although I probably could have screwed it up. Um, but yeah, I definitely calling and, and checking is, is something that I would recommend anybody do just to be on the safe side maybe it seems like a little much but when it comes to our dogs i just don't think that there is anything that's too much yeah and you know that brings up a really important point so um <laughs> before we uh, go on any further i just people are probably wondering because i just oh, saw yeah. them in the background what the heck there are pylons doing uh behind us but uh, kayla set up some cavalettis to work the dogs and it just uh, uh you know allows them to think about their striding you can see the bit oh it's hard to point into the camera yeah. that's a big egg yeah. So um, I have. These uh, people are wondering what, what, why are there cones and sticks? <laughs> I have a dog that I'm rehabbing, and I have uh, dogs that are, like Funky. I'm trying to just work on, you know, building her muscle and getting her in shape every single day. So I, uh, we are lucky enough to have a space inside the house if it's yucky outside that I can practice exercising her. <laughs> yeah. So um, just to mention with you guys, um, if this is your first time on the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We publish videos every week to help you spend some quality time with your four-legged family member. And something that we're excited that we're going to start doing more is uh, our live stream Fridays. So uh, three Fridays a month, um, we are going to do these live streams, have a conversation with you, you know, answer some questions and, uh, you know, just um, have a chat about maybe whatever's uh, top of mind for us. Or if we've, uh, you know, we get lots of great questions. If you're watching the replay, we get tons of great questions in the comment section. So if you're watching, uh, you know, after right now, or the, or the Friday live stream, make sure you drop uh, those questions in the comment section and we can chat about them in a future live stream. Uh, and Usually I answer them right away, but we can also talk about them continuing on. So I think what's taught, you know, uh, everyone's thinking about right now is that recent incident, um, and I don't remember the airport, but there was a Frenchie uh, that was put in the overhead bin. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it, it, that is a tragic situation. Um, it, there's a, I know that United claimed it was, uh, you know, an accident. I think that's pretty uh, loose use of that terminology or that word, but, um, you know, more importantly, you know, you need to be an advocate for your dog. You are ultimately responsible for their safety and well-being. So you need to, you know, make every effort to make sure that they're safe. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can be better prepared for, for trips. Um, recently, so th this probably segues 
into the next part that, that I want to talk about. But before I move on, I want to, do you guys have any fears about flying? Like, what are your concerns? What are you, th- what are you thinking about, you know, as you plan your trip, as you get to the airport? Because Kale uh, has talked about, we talked a little bit about Kale's experience in traveling. And I was joking just before the stream started that Kale has traveled by plane, by car. Uh, have you traveled by train with your dogs? Uh, like some form of train. Yeah. Yes. And by boat. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, being a, a world uh, competitor, she's been all over the world with her dogs. Luckily, so, my dogs are so uh, well-trained because they literally just go along with whatever crazy situation right. I put the poor dogs in. For sure. <laughs> um, but awesome. there's also been a talk of dogs that have uh, gotten free. You know, they've been in their kennels uh, or their crates, uh, headed out on the tarmac, and something's happened. They've been mishandled or the something's happened, and they've gotten free. And I actually... Uh, posted a video maybe it's several months ago now about are you prepared for a lost dog emergency and I placed a card for it above us somewhere here here in the screen but I also placed the link to it in the description below so after the stream or if you're watching this on the replay check out that link and there's a bunch of things you can do to really make sure if you have this terrifying situation where you have a lost dog uh, to be best prepared for it. But let's talk about the first things we're doing, Kale, when just as we're getting ready to go to the airport, actually before we go to the airport, Kale does something with all of her dogs, uh, you know, to go on their crates. And I think this is a great idea and it really limits the opportunity for there to be a mistake for there to, you know, for, for a dog to get switched. And what do you do with those, with those info sheets? Uh, yeah, actually just before we came out here, I ran out to the car and ripped all the things off my crates that I normally do. I travel a lot, so I just kind of keep things on here. So I'm going to show you the first thing and I'm sorry, it's a little bit sketchy looking, but so um, this is a um, laminated um, screen protector uh, information sheet on Funky. So I used this when I flew to Amsterdam because I flew to Amsterdam last year. So basically I, I put a picture of her that's really important so they can make sure that the dog on the top of the crate is the dog that's inside the crate. Um, I put her information. Um, I put my name. Ken was traveling with me at the time, so I have his name in there um, and full name so that it's what's on your uh, um, itinerary that they would have as well. Um, I always include my address. So if worse comes to worse and that they need to send the dog somewhere, send them home, send them to my place. Mm-hmm. So we have that, our telephone number, um, emergency contacts. So I have my mom and dad on there and their cell phone numbers so that you know, if something happens, they can contact them. And then what I've done is literally screen capped and copy and pasted the itinerary that they sent me so that it has the flight number, the location, the aircraft, every single thing. And then last but not least, I've included the address of the hotel that I'm staying in when I go to the Netherlands. So that is taped on the top of the crate with like a crap load of <laughs> yeah. duct tape to make it sure is not it, coming off. it, it doesn't come off. And I tape. also cover it with plastic too, because if it rains outside and the dog's crate is outside, which you know, you hope none of these things happen, but I just want to be on the safe side. Um, and then also on the crate on the front of them, um, I have a nameplate that is attached with uh, zip ties securely to the crate that has their name, my phone number. So my, my contact information is plastered all over um, the crates. And another thing that I do is um, my dogs uh, have a special collar that they wear um, when I'm traveling and it's different than the ones that they normally have. So it's a very high quality buckle collar um, that has their identification and all their information right on the collar. So not even a tag because (laughs) I probably sound like so extreme right now, (laughs) but um, it's right 
right on the collar, like a, a little plate. Um, I should have grabbed one to show you. It's really nice. And again, it has our names and contact information. And I actually chose to put my email on that because if I'm in a different country, my phone doesn't work or my my phone number doesn't work, but my data normally does. Ken and I both yeah. travel with unlocked phones so that we can, you know, put the SIM card of the country that we're in at the time. And then my email works right away so that if I need to, somebody get, needs to get a hold of me, they can. And of course, on top of that, the dogs have microchips and, yeah, and there's it, no losing them. <laughs> for sure. And it may sound redundant, but it's really nice to have that there as well. I know that they all get those, um, they get the little um, stickers on their crates and they can be <laughs> scanned in or out and, yeah. and sort of tracked through the thing. But having that is just that second level of if there's any question or concern or if they get, you know, if the, the um, I guess it's the airside, uh, whatever, baggage loader uh, gets a, an unusual reading on his uh, scanner, then he would know that, oh, that doesn't make sense. You know, this dog's flying to Amsterdam. Why does my reader say we're going to yeah. New York City or something like that? Yeah. But something else we tried the last time, and I kind of liked it because I'm like super techie and I love like dorky uh, technology, is I used the tile, you know those tiles? There's there's like these little tiles. I don't know if you guys are using any kind of that technology, but I thought it'd be interesting to see whether we could figure out where the dogs were using those. And um, it worked pretty well. Now, if you, you- It was okay. Yeah, you shouldn't be dependent on it. And if you, you know, you have any insecurities about your dog, it may, that may make them worse. But uh, we would we could see when the dogs were being transported around to the airside. Um, and then we lost them. Uh, under the plane, there was no reception. So that was a bit of a concern because that technology uses but it's really only good if other people have tile around you so right. as tile gets more popular it then might be better it will yeah. be better but but there are some really good then. there are some really fancy gps technologies out there that, uh, yeah. that you can use and i know some of our a couple of our trainers use them um on their dogs when they're traveling yeah. and it's uh, you know pretty elaborate and a little bit more expensive technology but it you know for them it's peace of mind yeah so it's not necessarily yeah. a terrible thing um so we've uh loaded the dogs up we have their crates prepared with the documentation what else are we doing so now we're thinking about getting to the airport what's the next step for you um well for me before i even think about that is i often think about like feeding and making sure my dogs go to the bathroom and like how that's going to play out depending on the length of my trip so for me my dogs have to go on flights for like eight hours i think i think it's close to eight hours is is um this flight to Amsterdam. So I try to feed them at the last possible second, but then also time it that there's time for them to go to the bathroom first yeah. because I would die if they had a full belly of food and then they never got to go to poo right, <laughs> before yeah. getting on the plane. Sure. So like I have to work that whole thing out, but also too, I don't want to feed them too early in the morning because by the time they go on the flight, I get them, I am able to give them their food. They could be without food for a really long time. So you do want them to be comfortable. Um, so that's something that I think about um and then the water is um something to think about as well uh i used to freeze water in the bowl like in the bucket yep. ahead of time and that's just useless trick because it's it's melted by the time you get to the airport anyways and then there's <laughs> water splashing around everywhere so um i usually just bring an empty bucket i bring a water bottle with me because i have to give the dog away before i can go through security and then i fill up their uh buckets with the water bottle um just before i i let them go so that i know that if they've got food i know they've got proper water um we fly to toronto a lot and they have an awesome dog area there yeah. it's huge it's very high up in the air, so you need to keep your dog on leash because I learned that the hard way. Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, so there's lots of opportunity for them to go to the bathroom. Um, uh, teaching them to go to the bathroom on a command has been absolutely life-saving in this circumstance um, because there's lots of airports that you go to that will have zero um, places to go to the washroom. And uh, male dogs aren't too big of a deal, but uh, a females are a little harder. Like fun yeah. is a little bit harder. Um, but she will go on um, just the cement if I, if I ask her to. She doesn't love that. Or sometimes I just find the nearest planter and I, it's not. That has happened and it's been pretty remarkable. I'm sure it's so not good, but like after you get them off the plane and they've been like in a crate for 12 hours now. So she's literally, I've hoisted her up into a planter that was above my head and I was like, hurry up. And then she squatted and peed and I lift her down and then we ran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention, Katie, I see your question and we're just, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll do a run of answering questions in a minute. And if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, um, just drop them in the chat. If you're on mobile, it's probably below your screen. And if you're on desktop, it's probably beside the player window, but we'll answer those in just a second. Now you talked about, um, you know, having the dog, knowing, I like the idea of knowing that where you're going, whatever airport you're going to, that you know where to take the dogs for that, you know, pee break or poo yeah. break or whatever. And I think it's probably a good idea if you know if you do, if it's not your common airport you can probably research go online check out the airport see where the dog google the pe- earth even yeah google earth is also a great opportunity to sort of have you know a lay of the land and know where you can take that dog as you get off the plane it's lots really of places helpful. have designated areas but a lot of them are gross and tiny and I just try to find grass yeah, if I can. For sure. And, and this leads us to and hi the Doberman guy. I see uh, I see you in the chat. Um this also brings me to the thought that we wait until, you know, we're checked in, but we wait until the last possible minute to board. Yeah, and even before that, so if you are flying with dogs and they say, like, show up, like, three hours early or whatever, we show up three and a half, four hours early, even though yeah. they say to just do three, because there's always something, and it is so stressful, and if there's things that you need to work out then you just you don't want to be rushing through that so we always show up really early we go get the dogs checked in and then I always ask okay when's the last possible moment that I can bring them back to like get checked in so our bags are gone like everything's good we're just left with the crates the dogs and our carry-on luggage and then from there we've often just went and sat somewhere in the airport with the dogs or I've done some tricks with them or just do things to like get them comfortable and get them relaxed um take them for a little walk so that they can stretch out a little bit uh, and then we'll sort of bring them over at the at the last possible second if yeah, we can. Yeah, to the oversized, oversized luggage. Baggage, yeah. yeah, luggage section. And this reminds me, you know, keep your leash with you. Uh, make sure that you have access to the stuff that you'll need because your dog will be coming out of the crate because they need to check the inside of those yeah. crates. And it's always funny. I I enjoy when there's like a lineup at the oversized uh, luggage part and we tell the dogs, uh, we say, okay, and we tell them to go lie down. And people are so amazed. They're like, oh, your dog, that's well, so cute. Well, they freak they, out when I you know. let them out of the crate and they don't have a leash on. Put a leash on, put a leash yeah. on. And I'm like, lie down. Which, which we will. The dogs you know, we, lie down. We do. Yeah. But we just <laughs> ask them to go lie down. I guess most people's dogs aren't trained. Pe- well, pe- well, they just don't have the ex- I mean, when they see it, it's like, oh, that's so cute. You tell them lie down and he does. So, <laughs> I, I, that's always fun for me. I want to be like, you know what else they can do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But um, I, I enjoy that part. Um, but let's get to uh, this because this, you talked a little bit about this, but um, Katie Cameron asks a good question. And she says, uh, hello, my worry with flying with dog uh, with my dogs 
is that they're how they're going to react in the crate around strangers. How do you work with them before flying to make them make sure they're as comfortable as possible when they're flying? Uh, first of all, our dogs are extremely comfortable in crates. They are crated right from a baby puppy, and we still use crates even as they're older. A lot of our dogs just prefer to be in them. Um, our lifestyle is that, that our dogs are in crates when we're traveling in the car, when we're at dog shows. Yeah, and that's not just our lifestyle. That's what I think, I believe people should be doing for well, safety. Well, most people aren't going to dog shows. <laughs> no, no, but they, they should, you should, anytime you're traveling with yeah. your dog, oh, putting yeah. in a crate is a really for important For sure. Thing. You know, we believe that most people's dogs should be comfortable in a crate, but if yeah. you have a dog that is not as comfortable around people, so we, we do have a dog that is a little bit nervous around people that yeah. she doesn't know. And for her, um, I, she's not very old yet, so I won't be flying her anytime soon but for her I'm gonna have to work on getting her in the crate and maybe having other people walk by or even yeah. throwing food in the crate just to get her comfortable so that it's not that big of a deal um I'm not a big advocate for um giving the dogs any medication um you know, if something were to happen, I really yeah. want my dog to be, you know, fully alert. So I don't really do anything like that for my dogs. Um, but everybody has their own opinion. That, that's just how, that's how I feel. Um, but I try to give my dogs things that I can do. So uh, I like these Kongs. So I'll fill this full of uh, peanut butter um, and all kinds of good things. And I'll put it in a Ziploc bag. And then just before I put the dog in the crate and lock them all up, I'll put this in at the last second so they're distracted or some type of bone or something that's safe but that they're going to be occupied with. Um, and then on the way home, I'll either bring like packages of peanut butter with me so that I can restuff on the way home yeah, or like yeah. lots of um, – Maybe this is a bad suggestion, but lots of like uh, buffet breakfasts at hotels have the little peanut butter packages. Mm -hmm. So I just swipe a couple for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> for the Kong on the way back. Yeah, so. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, you just have to work on on um, getting the dog comfortable in the crate uh, before actually flying them because that could be extremely stressful if you're sort of adding all of those variables at the dog at the same time. I think that might be a bit overwhelming. So in and some dogs aren't suitable for flying, quite honest. Like if the dogs doesn't have, you know, strong temperament or they're really worried about things, like you could really yeah. send your dog some bad information. Yeah, so like it's there's, really important to know your dog well enough to know if yeah. they can if they can handle that. Yeah. And what I like to do is I like to take you know, once I feel that the dog's ready, um, I will fly my dog, you know, somewhere in Canada, like a short like two or three hour flight just to begin with. Um, and I do that before I would ever go on something more extravagant, like yeah. over to Europe. That's really important. Yeah. I mean, uh, preparing them for it by training. Uh, but also, if you feel like your dog, it's just going to be overwhelming, then you might have to change your plans. Yeah. Or, you know, ha you have someone look after your dog or yeah, something Yeah, it's like a pretty that. big deal. It is a big deal. But I'm really glad Katie asked that question because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. And you it's know, important to take note of that. Don't just slap your dog on a, on a plane and hope it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's good if you're aware of that type of thing and that you can take the proper steps to prepare because... Your dog will thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about we've gone to the uh, oversized baggage. They've checked them all out. We're ready to uh, send the dogs on their way. What's What are you thinking next? What, what are you prepared for next? Uh, so just before I send the dog away on the crate, uh, in the crates, um, I always, so my dogs all travel with these little pouches attached to their crates. Um, and inside these pouches, there's a couple of essential things. Number one, 
zip ties. These are so, really important, <laughs> yeah. surprisingly. Uh, lots of airlines will have them. Lots of airlines just don't have them, which is the weirdest thing. But uh, so in our crates, we have holes that either come with the crates or we Ken's drilled them on all four corners. So on each of the corners of the doors, we slip it through the door crate, um, the grid, and then through the hole in the plastic crate, and then we zip tie it. So there's one on each corner so that no matter what, the dog can't get out. So nobody can open my crate. Um, I forgot to say another thing that I put on these um, sheets is I ask them not to feed my dog and if they're going to give them water, only bottled water. Um, and that comes from an experience that I had where I had an airline feed and water my dog tap water and I was going to a world championship and my dog was so sick. She had a really upset stomach yeah. um, and then she got really dehydrated because she was sick all of the time yep. and she did not run well at the competition because yeah. she felt terrible for sure i mean so, dogs would have the same gi sensitivity yeah. we would when we're we're when we take water that we're not accustomed yeah. to so, so people will say like attach food to the top of the crate blah 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 i don't do that i don't want anybody feeding my dog anything that i don't know again this probably sounds so extreme no but, but think my about dogs Katie's are my case. livelihood and and i don't it, like there, if something happened to them, I have no idea what I would do. So, but think about Katie's case because she's worried about how her dog's going to respond to those people. And I mean, it to feed the dog, somebody opens they, the crate, they've got to open the crate, something. reach in. It's it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot on your dog. So you, you know, um, actually, that reminds me. One time, I remember you planning on a layover. You somehow arranged to go to uh, where the animals were held. Talk about that for a second, because that was that. I think that was really good. Or you you went out to the no, uh, it 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 backfired on me. Oh, it did. Yeah. So they, I had to take an, I had to take a, a layover, yeah. and I was going to Europe, and I forget what, um, I forget what airline it is or airport it was now, but the dogs were taking, being taken to a pet hotel, right, right, and so um, they were there for a couple hours, and I. When I got to the airport, the people in Toronto had assured me that I could go to this place in the airport and, you know, feed my dogs, let them out, do all those fun things. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to the airport in whatever country I was in, uh, I can't remember, they basically said the uh, pet hotel isn't even in on the premise of the um, air, airport. Like it was like a 15, 20, 20 minute drive, like off off the airport yeah. and nobody was allowed to go there so now my dogs were off and they said oh don't worry we'll walk them and feed them and do all these nice things for you and i'm sure they have people there that are dog savvy but just, i literally bawled my eyes out for like the three and a half hour four hour uh, uh thing it was like it was the most horrible experience and i was traveling by myself yeah, and that was with klm and um and it maybe it wasn't klm's fault but it was just it was a horrifying experience and i swore after that i would never ever no matter what do a connection flight with a dog and if i needed to i would literally make it so long that i would check the dog out at the airport that i was connecting in yeah and then check the dog back in which is what i've had to do yeah. going to finland before right and, and i mean it's a little bit extra work but that's it's way more work but um, i don't care yeah totally i think uh i'm just gonna send uh, the Doberman guy mentions, I always freak out because I start to imagine uh, that they will not put them at the pressurized part of the plane. I think it's worse for me than the dogs. And that may be the case. If I feel you. Yeah, if you're really prepared, you know, uh, it, you know you're the one that's really worried about what's happening and things. Um, but that's a great uh, thing you can do. If you have a super long flight, just 
plan a layover. Plan a layover long enough that you can check the dogs out yep. and then check them back in. Yep. And if you've got a, a process pain, down, but whatever. If you if you have a process down, then it's not as bad. Yeah, I remember one time I did that and I had a, quite a long layover, which was great. And I, you know, got all my stuff off. I was flying alone again. I think it was going to Finland. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this cute little area outside the airport that had like all of these trees. I think I took a video of it way back when. Yeah. And um, I was doing like all these agility moves. Uh, yes, and remember I sent you yes, the video? Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh my God, my dog got so tired because I was doing all this fun agility stuff and then we went for a long walk and it was just like so much less stress yeah and quite enjoyable and, and he got little exercise between his flights because that was, was slamming yeah yeah and and slam would have a better trip as well because he'd get, get back to his crate and like feel re- uh you know tired out mentally physically yeah and then he could just relax for some yeah, of the rest of the yeah it was really good yeah. um anyway so and a couple other things in this little package here that i showed you i have um doggy uh poop bags um also i am a little crazy and i've had to travel with two dogs last year two dogs made the world team and and so another thing that I have in here are extra bolts. So bolts yeah, for my this crates. Is, this is a really good idea. Yeah, and I do that because I just in case um, trying to walk around an airport with, you know, luggage, carry on, uh, a large very kennel and a medium sized very kennel with one person with one cart you have to be creative. Yeah. So usually when I get there, I have to undo Funky's crate because it's smaller. And then, so I have to take all the bolts out. I have to put her, stack her crate, put her on top of Slam, yep. put my suitcase inside Funky's crate, put Funky in the crate with Slam. Yep. And there we go with all her stuff. It's like, I can barely see over top it's of all of the things. It's pretty hilarious to, yeah, to watch Oh Gail my Lord. Um, but yeah, so I do that. And then the last thing that I fly with is um, scissors. And I know you're not allowed to fly with scissors um, in your carry-on. So I just put it in this package that's attached um, or sometimes it'll be an exacto knife because when I finally get the dog out at the airport I want to be able to get them out of that crate as quickly as possible yeah, don't forget that if you're using zip ties you're gonna need something to yes. cut them cut them off when you get there. yeah and so then you can cut that cut it open right away and um, yeah I've had great luck uh, each of my dogs have of their little care package um, on the back of it um, and then just to speak to that um, usually what I do when I'm in an airport or I'm flying is I have these really tiny leaves that I use not these aren't really good for training but I have a little bit tiny t- uh, smaller leashes because this can fit into my oh, sorry it's not on camera now um, it can fit into my carry-on really easily so that I'm not taking up a lot of extra space and I also fly with a little compactable bowl so you can see yeah those things are so handy and they're, yeah they're oh, so little really good at getting in the camera uh, yeah so this is really handy I fly with that um, I also bring their food so their dinner or their breakfast or whatever it is I bring that on my carry-on as well um, so that I can put that with them or if that's not um, if you're not allowed to do that for whatever reason some airlines care and some airlines don't um, then I'll just put that in my luggage and then I can I'll feed the dog right away when when we get off the plane so that I can walk them and and just make sure that they're that they're comfy for sure Um, in this little break I I, I was just thinking about something as I was watching the chat and thinking about when we have that moment where we let the dogs out of the crate we're not worried about them running away and I sort of bridge that thought too Um, in a recent video we talked talked about one of the testimonials about the response to name yeah. uh, skill and how important it was. But I we also worked and out- stay. Yeah, and stay. Yeah, and stay as well. Um, but we also, uh, Instructor Shannon and I, uh, have a coupon code for My Dog Can. Now, I know we get viewers from all over the world. We actually have a lot of
lot of viewers from like Scotland, England in, in, in awesome. that area, which is really cool. I, we want to come there for I, our honeymoon. I Yeah, I desperately want to go to see some sheep herding <laughs> yes. out there and like see, see If anybody's from Scotland, from Scotland so. or anything like that, Ireland, and you <laughs> yeah. know good places that we should go, you should contact yes, us. Yes, absolutely, so. <laughs> for sure. But um, we arranged for you guys to have access to My Dog Can. You have access to the whole first lesson. You know, you can check out the, the three core skills. There's over 40 videos. There's tons of uh, skills that you can work on with your dog. But the great part is you also have access to the private Facebook group where, you know, we, you know, cater some of those things specifically to you or specifically to your dog. Um, you also have access to our professional trainers at the office, which is, you know, pretty amazing. We have professional dog trainers waiting, uh, you know, um, answering questions, you know, giving comments and uh, registering people for our in-class. So now you guys have, if you're a member of the My Dog Care Program, you'll have access to that as well. And not only do you have free access to that first lesson, but as a YouTube subscriber, my favorite subscribers, uh, you guys also get a 10% discount with a coupon code. I, I popped it in the description below. So check that out. Uh, uh, if you, uh, you know, just check it out if you want to work with your dog a little bit, spend some quality time with them, but get great skills where they turn every time when you call them, you know, where they, they can stay. You ask them to stay and you can go adjust your crate or, you know, fill that stuff at the airport and then come back to them. Um, people are always, again, I mentioned it earlier, but people are always like, oh, your dog just goes and lies down. That's so cute. But we have, it's, they all have the it's same foundational skills. It's also very functional. Super functional, <laughs> yeah. 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 And it makes me feel calmer knowing that my dog's going to listen to me and, yeah. you know, oh, it's totally. just, yeah, it's just so much better. Especially when you're traveling with all the stresses and everything mm. else that's going on. But. Yeah, so in their crate, you want to have um, some bedding um, that's comfortable for them to, to travel with. Um, I have also been known to put a couple shirts underneath my bedding since yes. I have gone to the airport and then been over in my weight. <laughs> Luckily, my dogs don't eat or pee on things, so no. I've just put a couple yeah. extra things yeah. underneath their bedding, <laughs> which the people don't care about. Um, and uh, anyway, so then once your dog gets taken um, to go uh, to go get loaded, um, it's there. They get taken quite some time. Then you go through your bit, your security, and all that stuff. And then what we recommend you do is that when you get to your um, gate go up to the counter and say this is my name I'm traveling with a dog today could yeah. somebody please let me know when my dogs have been boarded um, I do not get on a plane until I get verification that my dogs are loaded and I might be sounding like a total prima donna right now but again I've traveled a lot with dogs and I've been in a lot of situations where it's been very stressful and not really worked out very well. So uh, I just, I'm very polite about it. I thank them profusely. Yeah. Most airlines are totally understanding and they're so awesome. And they're for like, sure. I know, you know, how stressful this is. Yeah. I will check for you. No problem. Like they really. A lot really, of them are, you know, have dogs as well. Yeah. So they get it. They yeah. really, there's, there's, if you're like up front with them and like you're nice about it and you're polite about it, they're really, really great. Um, and then what I'll do is, um, I will just sort of wait off to the side. Sometimes you can actually see the dogs get loaded and yeah. other times if the gate doesn't line up with your, the windows and you can't. Um, but then usually they'll call down and then they'll get confirmation that the dogs, yes, have been loaded. Uh, so then I'll get on the plane. And then again, when I get on the plane and that person is there greeting you to say hi, like what's your seat number? I say again, I'm in this seat number. I'm flying with dogs. Can somebody please tell me, uh, confirm that the dogs have been loaded? And I know I've already done it, but I do now, it again. Yeah, <laughs> now to interject a little bit, I. 
I am I am happy to you know I I am a rule follower for the most part. Like I will just they say you know uh, whatever this uh, section is boarding, I'll just go up and board. But uh-huh. when we're traveling with dogs, Kale uh, really makes a point of knowing that the dogs are on the plane, and most of the uh, airline staff is okay with that. You know it's okay if we wait until everybody else, everyone else has got on the plane uh, before we get confirmation. We need to know the dogs are on the plane, and. I know that when we've got on the plane before, someone's come over with the ticket from the crate. Only or, on only on WestJet they do that. No other airline does that. So other airlines take a hint. So it's so, so much better. But this when they brings do that. this reminds me of a time that there was like whoever was working loading the plane came up with a picture. Oh yes. Of the dogs that yeah. were on the plane. It's yeah. so great. Like that's customer service. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean those sorts of. Little niceties are go a long way. Yeah, we've been in a situation where there's four of us team members flying at a time, and Jamie and I were two of those team members, and um, there was four dogs with us. And when we went to go get on the plane, they said, "Yep, the dogs are loaded. They're all coming over on a cart." So we just assumed that was that was it. We went to go on the plane, and I did my like double check, like ask for the hundredth time, and they said, "Yep, there's three dogs on the plane." And Jamie and I were like, "What?" Right. And it turned out that we. Wink, her dog, wasn't on the plane. Yeah. Our three dogs got there, and Wink was on a cart somewhere, and they assured us, oh, don't worry, you know, she'll get here, she's coming. And I thought Jamie was going to, like, literally have a meltdown. I felt so bad because I didn't know how to, like, help the situation. So anyways, we um, stood in the little part that extends out. What do you call that thing? Oh, I forget. The bridge? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Somebody knows in the chat. Um, bother me. Anyways, uh, so we just stood there until they assured us that Wink was finally on, but oh my gosh, it was awful. I can't remember what airline it was, but ugh, it's awful. Yeah, it's stressful, but aren't you? don't you feel better that someone asked? I mean, what, did, what would have happened if you guys... Yeah, well, that's why I ask, and then yeah. I ask again, and then yeah. I ask again. So be, be an advocate for your dog. You know, go out of your way to make sure that you're comfortable. Go out of your way to make sure that your dog is safely on the plane, uh, because most of the staff will understand that. And if they don't, then, you know, I think you have a reasonable grounds to, to, you know, make an issue of it. Yeah, I see the Doberman guy. Yeah, they did send us a picture, um, and then sometimes if they haven't sent us a, a picture, I have had a few people be like, oh, are you, do you own Grand Slam or do you own Funky Monkey? Uh, I see there's a crate that says Funky Monkey down there right. and like obviously yeah. there's probably not a lot of dogs in the world named Funky Monkey I so know. immediately I'm like okay that must be her think and then an occasional cool. time we can hear her barking down there so right. which is slightly sad for me but also I know she's on the plane so that's like one one good thing Yeah. but anyway sure. so that's sort of the process and then when you get to the um, airport that you're going to um, you can get your luggage I'm again so obsessed with the dogs that I go right to the oversized baggage and I get the dogs first I don't care if my suitcase goes around and around a few extra times um, get yourself a cart right away so you can get that crate uh, up and on the cart um, some airlines are airports are really uh, picky about whether your dog's allowed to get out of the crate at that point or whether you actually have to exit the um, baggage claim mm-hmm. before you let them out so you should probably find that out so you don't get in trouble um, but yeah that's why the, having the scissors there and like getting them out to to the bathroom is going to be your your first uh, your first line of of your first order when you get there yeah well, i'm just um, thinking but that's important. What, do you, what do you need for proof of vaccination normally when you travel well if you're flying to the states then you need your rabies vaccine okay if you're flying to other countries in europe each country requires something specific some yeah. uh some countries require um 
uh, worm, uh, worm uh, deworming. Some countries uh, require other things. Some countries require specific um, ISO uh, uh, microchips. Um, oh, right. I've right. actually had to get uh, ping pong back in the day when I was flying with her. She actually had she had three different microchips. Yeah. Uh, because of all the different countries I went I went to, so um, you do need to look into that. You also need to get um, your dog's papers certified by the CFIA in right. Canada, anyways, uh, before going, and that has to be done in a certain time frame before you leave, yeah. and a certain time frame after they've been vaccinated. There's a bunch of rules that you need to look into, and if those things are not done correctly, they won't accept you. Yeah, so, and I can't imagine that scenario. Yeah, you need to speak prepared. to your, your vet about that. Yeah. And if your vet's not used to flying dogs overseas, I think most vets are may have to do that. I know my vet's fabulous. They fly horses and dogs and all kinds of yeah. things overseas, and they're like experts um, at it. So that's really great. Um, but yeah, you do need to look into the requirements for each individual country because they are different. You can't just assume. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. I mean, doing your research, again, we talk about the pet, your dog being comfortable, you being comfortable. These are our family members putting in a little, putting in a little bit more effort before you take uh, go for your trip or whatever you're going to do with your dog is, is really going to pay off in the long run. Now, when you get there, when we get there, uh, is there anything, you know, special to think about when we arrive at the uh, other airport? I know you mentioned earlier, you know, your dogs, depending on the length of the flight, your dogs probably, and even like the stress of travel, it's probably a good idea to focus on getting the dogs and focus on finding that place where you can take them outside to a grassy area or somewhere that they can relieve themselves. Because, yeah. it, you know, it's it's a lot, It's it's especially for your dog who's not totally sure all the time yeah. what's going on. Usually if we're tra uh, traveling together, we divide and conquer, you know, Jame and I fly together a lot because of all of our travels and um one of us will like take the dogs the other person will go to the rental car and we sort of divide divide and conquer that way um and we always look for cars that we can put crates in so that when we're in a new country and we're not as familiar with the with the roads or the vehicle right. and stuff again the dogs are safe so we put our our crates right in the in the vehicle it also keeps your rental cleaner which is yes, important because they love really to nail you important. on that yeah for sure um yeah so that's that those are all things that are really really important um and i don't know when we want to work this in into our little conversation but uh when you're traveling over overseas especially um and the dog's not used to the water i don't really worry about this in the states because it's you know usually fairly similar to what we're used to here but when i go over overseas I only give my dogs bottled water because yep. I find if they're not used to the tap water there not that there's anything wrong with the water it's just that it's different than what my dogs are used to intaking um I've had dogs like get diarrhea like got really really sick in fact Slammy got sick when we went to Netherlands remember that's right. how horrible yeah, that that's was right. yeah oh yep. my god and I don't actually know what he got sick from I know yeah and maybe somebody gave him water while we were traveling I'm not too sure but the poor dog he was sick for what like half the trip I think yeah eh? yeah um, and it, that's stressful you know you're oh. in a new space, you're in a hotel or, or wherever you're I staying. I had to bath him every oh. single night because he was just covered in crap. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. But one of the things that we would not have survived with and I travel with every single time. Not have survived without. Yeah, without. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> are two products that I really like. The first one, oh my God, I love this stuff. This is... Yeah, it's yep. very difficult to get the lining. I think you got so it. So this Pro is uh, called Pro Gut Plus. It's a powder. You also can get it in um, a squeezy like uh, paste. And I usually take the squeezy paste with me because it doesn't take up as much room in my suitcase. Um, but it definitely helps upset, upset stomachs. It's probiotic. It's it's 
fantastic. I definitely recommend that. It's made by Siva. Yeah, and we should probably mention um, Siva sends us a lot of sends Kale a lot of stuff. Yeah, I have, a, we, I have my we, dogs in a lot of Siva supplements. Yeah, we can't thank them enough because you know they make traveling possible uh, with the dogs and, and make sure that they don't have any of those GI issues. But we we use them on on the dogs. Yeah, know, Sasha's blend. And yeah, yeah, they we use awesome all kinds products. Of that stuff. But really, this really is great. like one of my all time favorites of them. Yeah. It saved me many times. And then the other one that we use is Slippery Elm Pattern Powder, and you can get it from a number of things. <laughs> it's hard to get it in the focus. I don't know. That's Whatever. Okay. Yeah. You get the point. You can look. It's uh, Thrive. Um, it's a stomach soother. So basically you uh, put a powder in and it becomes like sort of like a jelly paste. Yeah. And you feed that to your dog and it coats their stomach. And then you feed them their meal. And it like this really helped him. Yeah. I didn't have any pro. We ran out of pro gut while yeah. we were in Netherlands while he was sick. Um, but luckily my team members had a bunch of slippery elm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that got us back on track. So I, if you're traveling anywhere, I definitely would recommend that you travel with some type of of uh, powder or some type of um, probiotic yep. to help your dog's um, yeah, stomach. Yeah, stomach. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you ha- have any more questions, drop them in that chat. I think we've answered a lot or, or given a lot of um, important feedback. I, Probably I, by the end of this talk, you're not going to want to fly your dog anywhere because it sounds horrible. <laughs> well, you'll be prepared. You know, they'll know that they're, yeah. they have all these um, things on their checklist. Hopefully you've been creating a checklist or at least have some idea of how you can best travel with your dog because, you know, it, it's a stressful experience. You know, Kale, Sometimes you have to do it and yeah. I am totally grateful for all of the places and countries that I have been able to travel through uh, to specifically because of of the success of my dogs and I wouldn't take that back in a second like it's just been amazing but um, the uh, glorious part of the trip is certainly once you get there the process of getting there is enough for me to go from like this year I'm only flying overseas once like I had an opportunity to go uh, several times and just the traveling's just it's just uh it's a lot it's a lot it is but but this is how you develop these systems you got to have some systems place you have to have experience you know you need to know what you're doing so yeah. that when you're doing it it's a stressful thing our dogs are like our whole world and they're so special to us and if anything was to happen to them it would be awful so being as knowledgeable as you can and you know have some tricks as and, and tips for yeah. traveling uh hopefully will make a very stressful situation um a little bit easier for, for you for sure absolutely so i just wanted to remind you guys and i see the doberman guy mentions it's horrible it is hor- it, it You feel it's horrible. It's a stressful it is horrible. experience for <laughs> sure. Um, and I want a couple of reminders for you guys. If this is your first time on the channel, hit that subscribe button. We publish videos every week to help you spend some quality time with your four-legged family member. But more importantly for you guys right now, because we have uh, My Dog Can is our online training program where we spend, you know, we're, we're in there dealing with our uh, online can, uh, My Dog Can online students in our private Facebook group. And, uh, you know, we're seeing their successes. We get to share that with them. We get to give them feedback and all kinds of things, but you guys uh, on the YouTube, you YouTube subscribers get that YouTube MDC 10% off, and uh, I, I think that's pretty great because uh, I mean the, it's already it's $197 Canadian, and if you're in the states, that's like maybe $140 or something wow. like that. So you get 10. It's pretty. It's pretty great. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty steal. impressive price for sure, but. Um, also, I dropped a couple links in the description below, and if you're watching this on the replay, make sure you drop those comments in the comment section because we love, you know, uh, answering your questions. We love, you know, uh, some sometimes we get these really strange questions, and we think, you know, I never thought of that or I never saw it that way. So then we have an opportunity to discuss it, and we'd love to discuss it here in our Friday uh, live streams with you guys. 
But on that note, uh, I'm going to uh, bid you guys farewell and wish you happy training. Bye for now. Bye.